Hi, this is Elias with Freudian Slip coming back to you with another episode. Your buddy, your pal, your psychology guru of common sense. Today's episode is brought to you by a very special sponsor, me, your buddy, telling you, remember, think of everybody else's culture just like you'd think of your own. No one culture is better than another. And with that, as a segue, let's get right into the show. So humans are kind of this weird creation. Like, we want to stick to our own. That's kind of a genetic predisposition. Though, like all genetic predispositions, back when we were the whole hunters and gatherers thing, uh, trying to survive, like, the deadly uh, outside world with the unknown, not knowing what beast would attack us. We've evolved so much from then, but we still have some sort of inclinations between being with our own types of people, who people who look like us. And what that causes a very interesting concept of what is called generally as nationalism, or the feeling of thinking your country, your place of living, your dwelling is better than, well, most other places. Um, if you've ever been to the United States, you will know that like places like Texas has a very overt pride in their whole their whole state and very much so that don't mess with texas vibe that you'll get there um i'm saying this from a lot of people who i've talked to who say they have such pride in it as well as other people from other states who have pride in their own states but mostly you'll see specific ones with way more pep in their step so going off of that in a lot of ways we with nationalism we don't generally think of cultural relativism cultural relativism is this concept of looking at a culture while not judging it based on your own predilections and your internalization of your own ideas of culture and what it should be so basically going that don't yuck my yum so when someone says dude that's weird why do you people do that well that's kind of a biased thing of saying because and well their side in their viewpoint we could be the really weird ones and that's why it's very much appropriate to not immediately judge a culture by our own standards and a lot of different cultures have kind of their own issue with this and i feel like especially in the united states this is a big issue of contention where we will almost consistently try to judge other cultures by our own standards uh, one of the big topics is, say, the veil. There is a multiplicity of types of veils based on different cultures. There's the hijab, the chidor, the burqa, the niqab. But for the purpose of this example, I will go with the cultural headdress of women in Muslim culture, the veil. And here's a little disclaimer. I will not pretend that I fully understand the oppressive issues that people with Muslim culture have to go through and by me talking to the about this it, I am hoping to spread some light about certain issues when it comes to cultural relativism that isn't so much stated in contemporary society especially with the current political climate. So around the time of the Bush administration after the 9-11 crisis uh, a very big issue when it came to regards of war on terrorism became a popularized idealism. The whole fact that people would really go after any sort of darker skinned person who they claim would be Muslim, Afghani, and commit crimes against them. Very, very gruesome hate crimes. And one of the other key factors that was used as more propaganda to let the United States more sort of step in 
towards the Middle East was the fact that people were saying that Muslim women were oppressed and that the veil was just a certain type of oppression that kept them from truly living. And this wasn't just the case for during that time. There was also quite a big issue where it came to feminism as in white feminism, which is coined as about third generation feminism, where they felt as if the feminism didn't truly include people of color, which then they weren't looking at these cultural aspects of others and were trying to apply their idea of feminism onto these other cultures. Well, that was used as a way of trying to say we are trying to liberate these women from their oppressive abusers and take away these veils which have kept them oppressed, which in fact, they weren't being forced to wear their veils. They so chose to wear their veil. And still to this day in contemporary 2020 society, it is still debated whether or not the veil is considered a form of oppression, which many folks who are within the Muslim culture will say, no, we choose to wear these veils. And there have been many um, political cartoons and such that reference the fact that they say, uh, what women in the United States who look at the veil as oppressive and just no respect for themselves, while they will say people who are from within the Muslim culture who look back on people in the United States will say, well, you are also, uh, to me, could look like you're being oppressed and you have no morality. So it's a very big contentious argument of whether or not you could say that you as an outsider who doesn't belong in this culture can somehow have an opinion and have any sort of judgment on whether or not this is or is not an oppressive concept. So with that being said, that's one of the biggest examples of cultural relativism that you could look at as it's still to this day very much talked about. There are many other sorts of ways like Especially in the United States, we tend to look at places like, let's say, Europe as a strange place. Because in the United States, if you don't know, a lot of our well, media is censored. As time has gone by, it's been le getting less censored, but it still isn't the same as seeing um, sexual scenes as far as like people actually doing specific sexual acts. You won't be seeing that on TV, you won't be hearing curse words on the, the news or the radio, so on and so forth. Well, in places like in the big greater Europe, there's a lot of different pl places that do in fact allow for sexual scenes to be appear in media. As far as TV, uh, you'll hear certain curse words, you'll hear basically a lot of things that you won't hear in the United States. And a lot of the times people in the United States will try to say that this is in fact uh, showing that Europe has no values, but that's where they're wrong. It's a very big, hey, this is based on how we know things, and because you don't follow that, you're the weird one. And that is very much a uh, issue in modern day society, as it's continuously judgment, and it appears as very xenophobic in a way. So to that, you have to define how cultural relativism really is, as generally people find it's just places when you look outside of the United States, you look in a different country, so of course they're going to have their own culture, but 
honestly, typically every par- parts of a place, a uh, country has their own different types of culture. You don't have to generally look outside of the United States to find that there are places with multiple types of cultures that you would generally not see as something that you would be into or you have done in your own life. So obviously you wouldn't be well-versed and familiar with this. So for example, like some people who are in the kink community, people in the kink community do a lot of things that people in greater society would probably not seemingly find that's something that they'd ever even fathom as something that people could do. And in that way, that's another example of a cultural relativism, because even if it's like, say, people with the same ethnicity, they could still have different cultures. Like, you could be, say, you could be gay, and with that, you have a different culture all on your own that you have with other gay folks that will like generally differ even if you're of that same ethnicity or lived in the same area for most of your life it all really depends more on your values of a person and i mean when i say values i mean as far as like what you grew up at what what you learned about not of a moral standpoint but of a what is this culture that i lived in what are these experiences that shaped me as a person and that generally will be how your culture is and because of that I, you would learn that there are so many cultures out there and to basically say one culture is better than the other or consistently hate other cultures you run this risk of seeming very much like you're ethnocentric you do not care about anybody else's culture but your own and it comes off as very ignorant in a lot of people's eyes because with a lot of people having their own sort of cultures that kind of may shape up who they are as a person why would any why would they want to hear anybody talk badly about them you wouldn't want someone to just come up to you and say hey i think your culture is really stupid you should uh instead take mine because we did do that it's called colonialism that actually happened that happened all around the world and people didn't like that so it's definitely still not okay to this day to do that so maybe next time try not to tell a person to their face or even not to their face that their culture is stupid because that's not a good thing and that's not an okay thing to say so back from what i said earlier going to the whole war on terrorism thing and how people decided that hey, we're going to use this as a reason to go as far as taking the freedom for these quote-unquote oppressed Muslim women. And, well, this actually brought up a certain term that came to light around that time by people in Muslim culture who felt this was becoming a really big issue. The term white savior complex. Uh, White savior complex is basically how it sounds. Um, people who are Caucasian who feel like they need to go and save people from themselves and other people. Uh, it was actually one of the biggest reasons why colonization was happening. And though, I mean, obviously there's so many other reasons, but the reason that people were told and the thing that was fed down their throats was basically, we are coming here to give you heathens the grace of our God and teach you how to be civilized. So they were trying to save these people. So 
white savior complex. So this was used to describe how people who did wear veils felt like they were having their um, their agencies taken away from them by these people who don't respect and understand their culture. And so to that effect, it became a big argument for a lot of women in Muslim culture to talk about. And so that's where a lot of cultural relativism needs to be, well, more known, because people don't understand that we still to this day have certain aspects of that with other things, as well as still with Muslim culture, people feeling that they need to step in and change the way that another culture does things or, you know, says that these cultures are barbaric and our culture is better and how it does things because that still happens to this day. It gets taught in school in a lot of ways um, and it go and it does slip under the radar with a lot of people because it, it's so normalized and internalized by people in society that nobody really looks out for this happening and that could be a very big issue of how can you you know not understand that what you're saying comes off as very xenophobic it's taking away the agency of people from other cultures it's making it look like basically surrender your rights to be yourself with your culture or get the hell out which is has been kind of a thematic thing in the most recent years Though, that's definitely not to say that there are instances of where certain things done in a certain particular context of a culture can be problematic. It's just a slippery slope because there's definitely a lot of nuances to it. But there are examples of cultures that have done some horrible things like mutilation of people, which is really ridiculously awful. And in that way, it's something that to speak up about as the people who have this happening are in fact suffering and it really depends honestly not everything can be taken with a cut and dry black and white scenario you have to look at it from point a to point b to point c all the way to point z and understand that each thing needs to go on a on kind of a case-by-case basis for you really to evaluate what's going on and really pass any sort of reasonable contemplation of what's going on because just judgment can be really seen as unnecessarily negative but but as i said before you really just need to think about how you approach something so this will be the end of today's episode my name is elijah and you're listening to Freudian slip thank you all for listening and have a fantastic day